Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the Scottish Sun's latest Scottish football podcast with Roger Hanna and Bill Leckie. And Bill... The agenda this week's been set by A, the new League Cup format, and B, the fallout, and it's really been a fallout between the, the Hamden hierarchy and some of our senior clubs. Yeah, and I'm not surprised, because as usual I think the SPFL have handled this like a goalkeeper wearing soap-covered gloves. You know, they talk about the new League Cup setup. I've been boring everybody senseless for about 20 years in columns, saying we should go back to the old League Cup setup, which for anybody born before... 1990 was group stages before the league started at the end of July and that's what we've been back to and they now claim to have invented the wheel it's even longer ago than nothing 83 84 yeah, was the last time we had the group stage yeah, but, but this time uh, one of the main differences is the top four teams in the country won't be in the groups which to me negates the whole reason for doing it my argument was at the moment the, the top clubs they wrap their fans off with stupid friendlies that nobody cares about but they still charge full whack for so get them back to playing serious competitive games early in the season to blood in new players. Get them in groups against smaller clubs that they don't usually get to play, which means that the small clubs get bigger crowds at the start of the season. Everybody benefits bonnet to douche, as Delboy would say. <laughs> they talk about loosely termed loose regionalisation, whatever that means, but I mean, I'm sure I've read some of you're a St Mirren fan. I, I, yeah. As such, with a group with the likes of Morton and maybe Kilmarnock or Queen's Park or Clyde would, would that suit would that be attractive honestly brilliant I, one of my happiest fortnights as a football fan go back in 1972 Rangers had just won the Cup Winners Cup and we drew them along with Air United and Clyde Bank in the League Cup groups and that was when on a Wednesday night when the world wasn't really caring we went up to Ibrox and we won 4-1 at Ibrox and you just don't get these nights very often. And you probably wouldn't get it in the Scottish Cup. It would be on a Saturday afternoon. be a different vibe. We went up there on a Wednesday night. There was about 20,000, 30,000 there at, at the old Ibrox when it was massive. And it was just an incredible night. And if you can get... If you're an Alawa fan or a Peterhead fan or somebody and you get one night like that when Peterhead go and beat Aberdeen or Alawa, you know, beat Hearts or something, then it, it makes you for the next decade. And, and I think that's, that's the attractive side. I think it's a great thing to be back to group stages in the League Cup. I just don't think they've done it as well as they could have done it. And if Peterhead beat Aberdeen or Alloa beat Hearts, they, they could do it in a penalty shootout and only get two points rather than three and the loser gets one and... You're Take just, away the number you first off. Yeah, you're just waiting in Petrofac coming out saying in the first round they're going to have three thirds of 25 <laughs> minutes each and if it's a draw they'll do the crossbar challenge. One thing Neil Doncaster can never be accused of is doing things nice and simple. There's always got to be a wee ah, but wait, there's more. And this idea of, you know, just imagine you're at Alloa and you're away to Hearts and you battle so hard to stay in the game and it goes to penalty kicks and you beat them in penalty kicks but you only get two points rather than three points you're going to be fizzing but again it's all weighted towards the big teams going through unfortunately you know the four biggest teams or the four teams that qualify for Europe are excused boots in the group stages and if you're a small team playing the next level of big teams you've got to beat them twice to beat them anyway, I'm not even sure why I'm asking you about this Bill it kicks off on the 16th of July you'll be covering the Open Golf uh, very probably but um Maybe if, I get, if I'm in a group with Tiger Woods, 
Camilo Vajegas and uh, Justin Rose. It could be a right good night out. I would have thought so. <laughs> well, Ronnie Dylas Celtic, they've had a lot of stick for their European performances this season, and rightly so. Where you can't question them, Bill, is the way they've come back from Europe and get big wins, particularly on the road. They've won at Inverness, they won at Ross County last time out, I think. And, and they've also now got an away game at St Johnston Sunday lunchtime. Would you expect them to emerge with three points from McDermott Park? This is one of the hardest, I don't just mean this edition of it, but St Johnson v Celtic Perth is one of the hardest games to call in the calendar every year. St Johnson have got a better record than most against Celtic at home. They're very capable of winning this game. I would actually think if Celtic were playing St Johnson at Parkhead on Sunday, I might actually have more of a fancy for St Johnson because they're away form. Outstanding. And I think I said to you last time we're on, I've been hearing people saying that they quite fancy St Johnson's the team to finish second. But to do that they need to up their home form and this is a fantastic chance for them. Space here for Wotherspoon. Held up by Murdoch. It's a good play by Wotherspoon. Oh, he's beaten Woods with a shot. I don't think he should have done. The goalkeeper won't be happy about this. It was struck well enough, but straight at the keeper. You know, Celtic come back off Turkey. Turkey's a long trip. We've both been on that one. It's a four, four and a half hour flight. And they're going back early, Friday. It's not going to be great. We've heard how some of the Celtic players feel about travelling on a Sunday. And I think St Johnson, if they're up for it, could give Celtic a real hard time. What, what about Celtic strikers? You touched in on Anthony Stokes unhappy up at Inverness a week or two ago. Carlton Cole came into the team at Inverness, still doesn't look up to speed. Sifts has been a big disappointment. So much is on the shoulders of Lee Griffiths just now. I mean. Match very much on a knife edge as McGregor plays it wide to Scott Allen, just on a substitute. This is Tierney going to the byline. Griffiths! Celtic take the lead, and Lee Griffiths gets his 19th of the season, a beautifully weighted pass from Allen, excellent work by Kieran Tierney on the left, splendid cutback, and Griffiths is deadly. How would Celtic ever cope if anything happened to Lee Griffiths? Well, at the moment, they wouldn't. You, you watch it with some of the, the big teams in England when their main strikers out, they just go to a false nine, which Celtic could do with Chief Key. Well, he's looked fairly false so far, but see, no, I, I think Griffiths is, is, keeps, he keeps performing. He's been absolutely terrific. If you'd said to me a year ago, Lee Griffiths will be leading the line for Celtic, top scorer in the league, consistently putting the ball away and getting him out of trouble, I'd have laughed, I think. But he has really, he's grown up as a footballer. John Collins confirmed through the week Celtic's interest in Libor Kozak down at Aston Villa. Ronnie Dyler watched him score twice for the reserves on Monday night against Derby. It's not a surprise they're looking for other striking options given what we've just discussed. Yeah, he's a player that I saw when he came in at first at Aston Villa and looked as if he was going to be something, but he's not in the reserves for no reason. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, like it or not, that's, that's the market Celtic have to deal in. They're not going to go and say, well, we'll take Gabby Agbonlahor from your first team. They will take the guy that can't you know, get Gabby Agbonlahor out of the team. So, but, they, but they definitely need a striker. I was about to mention the one they brought in for three million quid. Skepovic. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, these guys come and go and they make no impact. Bangura, Skevovic, there's too many of them. Yeah. Miku and Lassad. Miku and Lassad. Morphin Rasmussen. There you go. Millions of them. Darrell Murphy. Darrell Murphy, who goes away and scores bucket loads. Mick McCarthy was talking about on TV the weekend. He scores a fantastic amount of goals for Upsic, but couldn't kick his bum for Celtic. Well, the start of the week, Bill, I see as, as Morton prepared to go to Ibrox, they've not played Rangers away since August 1995. No no team in Scotland has waited as long for a return to Ibrox. And, and to put it into context, their last trip there, a 3-0 League Cup defeat, goals from McCoyst, Haightley and Gascoigne. And I don't think Mark Warburton's got any of the three of them available this weekend. I don't think he has. I think there's a couple of hamstrings there. Yes, it's remarkable. It's a long, long time to, to wait to 
go to a big stadium like Ibrox. Last time they went to Parkhead, they won. Morton. So yeah. uh, they'll go. With, I think they'll go with some a feeling of confidence. I mean, Jim Duffy doesn't have anything else in his in his locker but confidence. He believes in himself. Believes in his team. I saw them away to St Murn the other week. They played St Murn off the park. Uh, took them to the last minute to score, but they played really, really well. I think second time round with Rangers, a few teams have kind of sussed. Yeah. The, you know the fullbacks pressing on, and it's not just been as easy as it was the, the first time. And you just don't know. You just don't know what Morton could do. We, we talk about the championship. If someone had said to you at the start of the season, "We'll get to just before Christmas, and one, two, three will be Rangers, Hibs, and Falkirk in that order," nobody would really be surprised. Really. But the surprise has been Morton newly promoted, and they're in that final promotion playoff place again. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's much of a difference between Morton, Wraith Rovers, and Queen of the South. They'll all sort of juggle about in that, yeah. that fourth place. I still think of those Wraith Rovers as the strongest of the three that I've seen, but fair play to Morton and, and Jim organised them very, very well. If they were in the playoffs, I would say absolutely fair play to them because they work so hard for it. A mixture of Storm Desmond and the, and the problems in the fourth road bridge denied the Rangers a trip to Kirkcaldy yeah. last weekend. So the, their last games are two 4 0 home wins, yeah. one against St Mirren, one against Dumbarton. So they'll, they'll be brimming with confidence when Morton come. Holt again coming forward, Zellerlin plays it wide, this is Waghorn, oh that's outstanding, great finish here by Martin Waghorn for his 19th goal of the season. Yeah, they've got those wins and also the 4-0 win before that against Alloa at home, they've got them without being outstanding yeah. and sometimes try to walk the ball into the net, they are strong enough to get those kind of those wins where they, they'll take them 20 minutes they'll get the goal they'll get the second one just after half time and then they'll get a couple of cheap goals near the end and that's what Morton have to be careful of they, they, they can't let them St Murn you know were a goal down hit the bar thought oh we're still in this game poof 2-0 and then it's 4-0 and that's what tends to happen against the bigger teams Mark Warburton told the Rangers AGM a week or two back he was only going to look at one or two additions in the January transfer window if you were Rangers manager, what two positions would you be targeting? Beth? A centre half and a centre forward. As simple as that? I think so, yeah. I think they're very strong down the sides. Keeper's pretty good. Cammy Belt come back. In the middle of the park, they've got an embarrassment of riches. Waghorn up front needs a partner. And I think they're one centre half short. Well, surely the Premiership's game of the weekend, Saturday lunchtime, live on the box. Second place Aberdeen, third place Hearts at Petaudry. And it's all to play for, Bill. Cracker of a game and a real test of both teams' ambitions. I think especially Hearts, who have put down a few markers this season, but this is the one now they, they got battered earlier on the season by Aberdeen when Aberdeen were on a real roll. They have to go up there and now prove that they are genuine contenders. Robbie Nielsen keeps talking them down, but then he got them saying, oh, we want to finish second, and we've got a very good chance of finish second, and this proves it. Long ball forward allows So to take possession. An opportunity here for Hearts. Surely here's Juanma. Brilliantly digged finish by Juanma, and Hearts are level. My abiding memory of this fixture it was many years ago at Hearts won one nil at Aberdeen and I had money on Andy Kirk for the first goal and to this day I swear blind Andy Kirk scored the first goal. Me and you both. Steve Tosh was giving it as an own goal. I'll never forget it. Every time I see the fixture, I think about it. Cheated out of money. I remember we all went down before that game for some reason. We all fancied Andy Kirk and we went down to the the, the Ladbrokes. Other bookies are available in the foyer in the main stand and everybody lumped for some reason money on. And we all thought Andy Kirk could get the goal, and the next day it was taken away. It's the first time I can ever remember every newspaper that, that, that on the Tuesday morning, right? Because that was a, was a Sunday game. It was a Sunday game. Happy. And on the Tuesday morning, every, this is a disgrace. Ladbrokes need to be taken to task. <laughs> <laughs> League sponsors now, so in terms of the, the, the Premiership, Lovely, other bookies aren't available. But <laughs> if, if you were having a bet on this game, where would your money lie, Bill? Do you know what? 
going to say Hearts. I think at the very least I would take Hearts to get a point, but I quite fancy them to go up and get a result. I still have said it before when I've been on here with you, I think something is not all well with Aberdeen. They, they did a good result last week, beating uh, Dundee away from home. Uh, nice and uh, nice and clinical the way they should be away from home, with their two main men up front getting the goals, but I just have a wee sneaky for Hearts. Again as Flood Square. Hayes is free on the right, promising again for Aberdeen. Hayes with a cross, it's Rooney! 2-0 to Aberdeen. It's a striker's dream delivery from Hayes. I've seen Hearts a few times lately. I still can't get away from thinking they're better when Buaben and Gomez anchor the midfield. It allows Arno Jum to, to play forward. further forward, where I think he's more effective. Yeah. And I still prefer them to Pallado. Pallado, a decent player, but for me... Scots, Scotland, yeah. yeah. If you, you know, Gomez and Brabant have yeah. things at a quicker pace, a quicker tempo. At home to Dundee, the Arita watched them, and Payardo was back in the team. Gomez was left on the bench. Brabant and Payardo played, and Jim got himself on a yeah. bat. Now, Jim got in and scored. But I, yeah, I think you're right. Especially at home, Payardo's maybe away from home. Maybe Payardo might be the guy that just gives him a, a little bit of protection. But I think at home, especially. I think it goes a little bit too sideways when they should be playing the channels a bit more. And they, would, I mean, they would have to sacrifice. I saw them at Fur Park a couple of weeks ago. Brabham came on late. Yeah. Jim get pushed further forward. And they look more of an attacking threat. They would have to sacrifice a Danny Swanson or, or maybe a Sam Nicholson. But I think they look a bit... Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Balanced. I think on a howling day as it very likely will be at Pataudry, maybe you could do without one of your, your smaller, trickier players. Sam Nicholson, I like but always has to come in off the left on his right foot. You're, you're going to run into, into traffic. Aberdeen are going to run into traffic everywhere in Scotland at the moment, but especially try to do that. Um, so I, I would say you're, you're better to go with maybe even um, Gomez push slightly wider with Blab and they might play Payardo and, and Jim. For Aberdeen, having likes of Ryan Jack, now get fit again is a great thing for them. I might be doing them a disservice. They might be just about to turn the corner and come back on again. I've got a wee sneaky for hearts. Well, if you'd said at the start of the season we'd, we'd reach a couple of weeks before Christmas and you'd be looking at a top six encounter between Hamilton and Ross County, a lot of people would have laughed, Bill, but they deserve to be there. Well, the problem is is that we say that about Hamilton every year and they keep surprising us and it shouldn't be a surprise anymore. That's Crawford and now it's Gordon and he squeezed it home and Hamilton take the lead. Ross County always had the potential to be up there and, and Jim McIntyre's taking them back on from the... Uh, from a position a year ago where they'd get rid of Derek Adams and both of them deserve to be where they are it's a game that the phrase that springs to mind will be windswept and interesting I think you're out of Hamilton in the middle of winter it's it's not going to be it's not going to be a football fest I don't think well, I, I hope it is well, because I'm going to the game to, yeah. and, and I will be interested because Hamilton's the only team in the Premiership I haven't seen live this season and I'll be particularly interested to see their keeper Michael McGovern in yeah. a week where it was revealed Hibs 
are looking at him potentially for next season? Well, he's a very good goalkeeper. There's no doubt. He's, he's, he's a late blossomer, I think you might call him. He's, he's uh, Over the last four or five years, since he went to Falkirk, and he started to, to, to play exceptionally well and then moved on to Hamilton. Of course, his international career started to flourish. He's got European championships to look forward to. And I have to say, he's a boy who deserves it. A really good guy, really good goalkeeper. He's one who, who you can't begrudge an ounce of his success. And he's up against his Northern Ireland pal, Liam Boyce at the weekend. So, so, so many of these lads, yeah. Liam Boyce, Josh McGuinness at Kelly, now McGinn at Aberdeen as well. Mm. They'll all be desperately looking forward to this draw on Saturday afternoon to see who Northern Ireland get in the uh, final. Absolutely, and then from then on they'll be saying, don't let me get injured. You know, <laughs> Boyce has been brilliant. I mean, he, he's a great example of somebody who wasn't fit enough. Maybe wasn't as out of shape as some people made him, but, but he wasn't fit enough to do the work that's needed of him as a as a main and sometimes a lone striker. He's shed a lot of weight and he's got his sharpness back and he's um, he's doing very well. Scored another goal last weekend against St. George. Yeah. They ended up losing. They came back from 2-0 down. Ross County certainly not giving the match up. Here's Irvin with a cross. Boyce goes in with an excellent finish. Liam Boyce gets his 13th goal of the season. Good work initially by Irvin. That's top-class finishing. They showed a lot of courage and a lot of character. They maybe just need to shore up a wee bit more at the back. Boy, boy strikes me as well as a boy who's annoyed, had an odd career because he had a trial at Celtic, very highly rated as a young kid, had a spell at Werder Bremen in the Bundesliga as a kid. Mm. Is he one of these boys? And he strikes me as such that maybe just found a home at Ross County. Everything suits him and you can see it in his performances in the pitch. Yeah, I think he's probably one of these guys who there's more under the surface that we don't see, that managers will see. And you hear about managers just not being able to get the best out of players. And a classic example in Scottish football would be John Lambie and Chick Charlie. Mm-hmm. Nobody can handle him, but wherever Lambie went, he took him mm-hmm. and he got the absolute best out of him. And maybe Jim McIntyre's just yeah. Liam Boyce, Jim McIntyre, nice dovetail. Now, Dundee United, six points adrift at the bottom. They got a point at Rugby Park last weekend against 10 man Kilmarnock. At home to Thistle on Saturday, if you're Dundee United, surely a home game against one of the teams in the bottom six is just what you need. This is sometimes talk about a relegation six pointer, this could be a 12 pointer, a 24 pointer. Call it what you like, because I think if United lose on Saturday, they'll get relegated. Really this, even this early in the I, season? I think this could be an absolutely enormous blow for them. If they lose again at home on Saturday, I think there'll be a lot of people in the shed end who'll just their heads will go down and I, you know it, it takes you back to the last sort of relegation season back what ninety five and there comes a point where you think where where the we're too good to get relegated yeah. feeling disappears and suddenly when we are, we are actually just about bad enough to get relegated kicks in. Now, Neil, the producer of these podcasts, is a, is a die-hard Arab. If you're a United supporter going to turn it right, don't tell Donald Trump that, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you're a United fan going to the game, though, you go, you go more in hope than expectation, given the way they blew leads against Hamilton and St Johnson well, at home. They, they cannot hold a lead. Uh, this is this goes back now a couple of seasons. They, they, if you hear United have gone 1-0 one, one up, the chances are they'll lose 2-1. I mean, earlier on, the classic earlier on the season, they done the derby. At Tandy's 2 0 up, playing absolutely tremendous football. Yeah, Blair Spittle doing so well. And comes back to two, and you could see it coming because they lost a goal and they filed back, and you could just see it coming. And unfortunately, that, that's, that has been United all over, whether it's Jackie in charge, whether it's Mixer in charge. And, and I think until they get a bit of mental toughness, I watched their faces when the ball came in for Kelly's goal for Chris Boyd on Saturday, and they all turn around and look at each other as if to say, Well, what about you? No, what about you? Instead of saying, What about me? 
and there's nobody in that United team says it's my responsibility. It, it struck me that the demise of United was highlighted. The last time United had a job vacancy, they went to Partick Thistle yes. and took Jackie McNamara. Now this time, they could perhaps have thought of doing the same thing. Alan Archibald, former United player, he's done very well at Thistle. You'd have thought he'd have been ready-made for that, but is the United job any bigger than the Thistle job anymore? Yeah, I think it is. Actually, ironically, after they sacked Jackie, they went to Thistle and lost heavily. 3-0 yeah, going on, 6-7. Yeah. And Bo came in after the game that day and absolutely savaged them. He left them without a name, and this was a guy saying, I know I'm not getting a job, and even if I was getting a job, I don't think I'd want it anymore. And I think he told the truth about a lot of those players think they're better than they are, they're not willing to work hard enough, etc, etc. And we see it week after week. And if it wasn't for Billy Mackay at the moment, they wouldn't even be getting the single points. Mackay from the spot. United have the lead, and Mackay has his seventh goal of the season. No one apart from Billy Mackay has scored the league for United since August. You talk about United being low on confidence. Thistle coming away from home, must be sky high in confidence, yeah. having hit five at Kilmarnock the last time they were away from Firhill. This is Muirhead, that's a good delivery, turned in by Fraser, still shoddy defending by Kilmarnock, and Gary Fraser gets his first of the season. I've said it before, if this will score the first goal, they're, they're not a bad team at all, they're, they're not a top six team, but they're not a relegation team. When they get ahead, there's a wee surge of confidence through them, and I love Big Arch as a manager, and as a guy, he's a great guy, and, you, and he's the kind of guy you would play for through anything, and I think that's what he's getting just now. It's Cali v Kelly, at the Tullock Caledonian Stadium, and certainly two I'll teams bet. stuck down in the bottom six. Yeah. Can you see either of them really getting sucked into a, to a relegation scrap, Bill? I keep thinking Kilmarnock are going to get drawn into it and then they produce something that you didn't expect. You know, that some of the results at home have been appalling, and then they've drawn with Celtic twice, and they go up to Dundee, and they win, and they go to Motherwell and get results. So you, you just don't know that mm -hmm. they are a complete toss of a coin team who are capable of going to Inverness and winning by a couple of goals, or losing by four goals. I was fascinated by the stats in the Scottish Sun in midweek. I think Chris Boyd's now two goals away from reaching the top five all-time scorers in the top flight post-war I mean it's quite an achievement for him well it is considered he hasn't really scored any for you yeah. know for the last two or three seasons yeah. so so if he had still been playing regularly and scoring regularly he could have outstripped everybody and you saw the way he took his goal last week he still got it this is McGinnis finding space on the right that's a good delivery there's Boyd food and drink for Chris Boyd his third goal of the season and no one takes them more simply you know, when he's in the penalty box and the ball's fed to him, he can still score goals. And you, you go to a place like Inverness, chances might be few and far between. He's the kind of guy you really need to be in the right place. Are, are Inverness looking stronger? They're beginning to get players back. It was a long spell there. Yogi couldn't even fill a bench, but he's got Gary Warren back in defence. He's got Ross Draper back in midfield. David Ravens available. Can't even get in the team. Richie Forens close to a comeback. Surely... The Scottish Cup holders as they are will be too strong to get sucked into any of this nonsense. I, I don't think they've, they've got any problem at all. I, I think, if nothing else, they are one of the most physically powerful teams in the league. In fact, I don't think there is a more physically powerful team. You know, the two big centre-halves, they've got big full-backs, you know, they've, they've got strength in the middle of the party, you know, like the, like the Draper that they have missed since he went, Billy McKay. Yeah. Well, a very competitive game as Johansson's pass goes to Armstrong. He's robbed though by Polworth. Good play by Polworth. That's Miles Storey. Great play by Miles Storey. The save by Gordon. Storey on the rebound and Cali Thistle at level. Although the boy Miles Storey has done it's, it's well since he's come in and loaned from Swindon. just was perfect for the way they wanted to play. The 4-2-3-1 thing. He was the perfect spearhead for that and the way, the way they played. 
and I've really enjoyed both under Terry Butcher and under Yogi when they play the way they want to play I think it's very enjoyable to watch whether they're holding away a kind of counter-attack formation it can be quite exciting sometimes I think this weekend I think for everybody with the weather we've got just now it's a case of getting the result getting mm-hmm. and getting up the road and into your slipper Because that'll be Inverness suffer though because Yogi's quite determined they don't really have a plan B no. you know it is ball retention it is getting it down and yeah. passing it is that something they maybe lack an alternative to the way he wants to play sometimes in this in the Scottish winter you just got to get a ball down you've got to whack it into a channel you've got to get after it you have to swallow your principles occasionally and just win the game yeah. and I think you might find that whatever the manager's principles are sometimes players will adapt and just do these things and one of these teams has to do that at the weekend now Bill it's a Sun Sport Christmas party on Friday night I take it that means you'll be on the, the choo-choo to Easter Road when you uh, do Hibs versus Falkirk at the weekend yes my local station will in there, there's a wee train goes all the way through Edinburgh. It takes a long time to get there, but it's a lot better than breaking the law. It's it's taken Hibs a long time to get there as well. When Very you consider, nice uh, when you consider <laughs> the relegation, yeah, how long Alan Stubbs has taken just to shape the team, they look as if they're flying yeah. now. In terms of the championship race, I think they're timing the run pretty well. They've always got an enormous game coming up over Christmas away to Rangers, which will define a lot of the season. But they've gone as long unbeaten as they have. And they have, they haven't battered everybody, you know. They've they've had to scramble out a few a few results, but they've done it very well. And I'm I am really looking forward. Hangover or not, I'm looking forward to this game. They're, they're clearly the best of the rest, Falkirk yeah. this season. They, they themselves will say they've got two big games because they've got Hibs at Easter Road and they've got Rangers at home before Christmas I mean Peter Houston will be telling his players you guys can get back into this title fight absolutely I saw them in the Scottish Cup against Fraserburgh and they didn't play very well and they got pegged back to one each and it was one of those ones where uh, and then they they got themselves out but Lee Muller got a hat trick and they are one of these teams who I think the better the opposition the better they're going to play I think Peter Houston said after the game I kind of had a feeling that we'd come out against this team and we'd do something wrong but I think he trusts them more. He would trust them more away to yeah. away to Hibs or at home to Rangers than he would against Fraserburgh. It's kind of unique times, the Championship. I mean, last season you have a Championship with Hearts and Hibs and Rangers in it. This season, Hibs and Rangers still in it. But, but the current Falkirk team, if you look through it 1-11, that's a team that in an ordinary season could well win a First Division or a Championship title. Of course, it's, and, I, and I think it really frustrates Falkirk, the fact that you know they've had to go through this. You know, they have to jump through so many hoops to try and get into the Premier League, you know, even if, if say Rangers, either Rangers or Hibs win the championship this season, you know, next season they're still going to have a really hard. It's it's, it's been a really hard fight to get up there, and, and they deserve better because they, I think they've got six or seven players who you would like to see play in the Premier League. No, after a word when Falkirk are playing for my wee pal John Baird, you know, yeah, he, he goes he goes to the panto this time of year and the only guy who refers to Jimmy Cranky is Big Man. <laughs> but he, he still he still bangs them in, he's into yeah. double figures again and will be crucial. Peter Houston's already said it, yeah. will be crucial to Falkirk if they're gonna get up. It's funny you talk about people finding their place, finding their niche. The wee man's never been a great goal scorer. Suddenly at Falkirk, he's scoring hat tricks, he's leading the line really well, he's found a good partner in Lee Miller. He might be the boy to surprise Hibs if MD's going to. 